It's episode three of the Creator Pursuit podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and sometimes Mike joins me. Today, I'm so excited because Mike is here in the house. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm making my debut here on you, the podcast. You are on episode three, which is sooner than expected. <laughs> sooner rather than later. <laughs> so today we have a really interesting topic. We actually just shared about it on our Instagram on, let me check the date three days ago so that would have been the 13th 14th 13th. of august so go take a look if you're interested to read the initial post it is kind of an unpopular opinion but we wanted to talk more about this because um we're just finding it i don't know really relatable a lot of people are seeming to relate to it and Um, As we are finding clients and um, taking on more brands, um, we just want to have a transparent conversation and really, um, I don't know, understand where the industry is when it comes to uh, content creation, influencer marketing, and the difference too between working as an influencer and then working as a content creator because those two things can be different. Um, But before we dive into the topic, because we have Mike on the episode, I wanted him to share a bit about what he does at Sierra and Mike and talk about kind of behind the scenes of his kind of his role, I guess. Great. Okay. So (laughs) here I am. Um, I just want to start off by giving Sierra huge props because she is the driving force of this business and... (laughs) I'd say probably 75% of everything lands on her plate. Um, I wouldn't say 75. It's a big chunk. I wouldn't say 75. Um, But at the end of the day, we're a team Mm -hmm. and we complement each other. And this business, it needs both of us to be able to run. Mm -hmm. Um, But my main focus obviously is, you know, I'm more on the photography videography side working on the shot list for our clients um making sure you know that side of things runs smoothly and then on top of that i'm kind of more on the i guess instagram social media side of things so i'm usually the one making sure the posts are done on time and then I work on our Instagram engagement, so I'm out there getting in people's comments, finding new accounts to follow and engage with, just trying to build up our community. And then I'm also kind of working, you know, on the analytics side of things, seeing kind of what's working, what we're putting out is, you know, what's kind of hitting with more people and just kind of, I'm always looking at the numbers and kind Mm. of seeing, you know, what's where what's performing well, what's maybe not hitting off as well, and just constantly kind of, I guess, trying to absorb and research and figure things out with Instagram and just how we can reach more people, but also just build more community. Like, Mm. our goal is not to just reach millions of people who... I guess aren't going to like fully take in what we're kind of trying to build but more how can we reach people who are going to kind of click 
with what we're trying to build and want to join on a deeper connection and like create this kind of community that we're going for mm-hmm. I love that you said that and on top of that you're also a dad and a husband and a son and you just do everything so well and we're just so grateful for you as well because like he said I do 75% of the business which I don't believe is true but when I'm doing e- emails he's with our son or with when we're when I'm with our son he is doing like editing so it's not just about who's working on the business it's also who's cleaning the house who's getting the house ready to do a content shoot who's out getting props who's taking care of our son like there's so much more that obviously too you don't see just through Instagram um, or Facebook or whatever that we are doing behind the scenes that is so like integrated into our life um so having a really good team is so important and um so i don't think it's even fair to say like 75 percent is on me i think it's truly 50 50 um because if you weren't there taking care of everest or if you weren't there um editing or whatever then i wouldn't be able to do what i'm doing um and then our business wouldn't run at all so i think it is definitely like um a 50 50 effort and I will take that to the grave. Okay, that's totally fair if we're looking into, I guess, every... Which is so important. Yeah, that's true. Because, I guess, personal life and just, like, home life is, I guess, a huge part. Everything in our life... Like, we have such a unique situation because everything is so integrated, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that, like... um, And I don't want to say that, like like our son is in our business and like we're like exploiting him to our business. Like we're not at all trying to do that. It's not like that at all. What I mean is that we, our son is not in daycare. So we have to, one of us has to be working and the other one has to be taking care of our son or both of us can take care of our son, but then that means we're not working. So everything is integrated in that way. Um, And then again, like anything that we do, our son usually is not like involved in unless it's like a cooking video and then he is telling us like chair 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 and he wants to be helping um and we kind of like incorporate him in that but most of the time and and most of the time we're doing kitchen videos he's taking a nap so but yeah back to what I was saying everything is integrated and that is something that's really important to us that we can be at home with our son and that we can you know, be able to stop work for, you know, a certain time and be with our son or answer his question or help him with something like that is so important to us. But anyway, I'm all I digress. Let's get back to the topic (laughs) back to it. So I guess kind of our topic for the day, and I'm just gonna read it right off the post that we we did just because we're kind of using this as a segue. So here's the main topic is Instagram following is not always an accurate representation of a brand. It's loyalty, quality of content, and number of sales. Mm. So really today what we're doing is kind of just talking about, you know, total following and numbers versus, I guess, overall engagement and community and kind of comparing the two and I guess kind of some pros and cons of each. Mm -hmm. Um, We often 
as we're driving into town, we have a 40 minute drive to pretty much get anywhere we want to go from where we live. So we'll go off on these tangents and have these conversations about these things and get like super into it. And then we'll wish, you know, oh darn, wish we were kind of, whoops, recording a podcast. And anyways, here we are kind of trying to circle back on. And we've had this conversation so so many many times times. and we should have just recorded it for fun just to see where we land and also just to kind of like dissect our thoughts because I think when we're in the moment of having this discussion there are so many good like points that come out of it so it's going to be probably not as good as it should be (laughs) but let's try to really dig deep and I think it's important that Mike is on this episode because he is the one on the back end of all of our Instagram stuff he's the one that is seeing all the trends. I'll be in stories and I do a lot of like DMing in stories like when I see stuff and I'm really like engaging with people through stories and I'll post stories and I kind of have fun with that and then I'll make some of the reels but I don't really look at any of the insights or any of the analytics. That stuff just gives me like instant heartburn. Like I just, I don't know. I I, I get it and I understand it. I totally get it but I it's not for me and I feel like for me if I get too deep into the numbers then I start to like second guess things or I start to get into that like imposter syndrome situation or comparing or whatever then I get stressed about making like good content so Mike is like the number one for doing all the back end and I think it's so great he's on this episode to share kind of what he sees and the different trends and how Instagram has changed in the last few years because it has changed so much. And, you know, something I even mentioned yesterday, which could probably even be like maybe a part two to this episode or just its own episode, is from my opinion, I think that, you know how people on Instagram say like, oh, this is the strategy. This is the growth Mm. hack. This is how you, this is how you do Instagram. And like, I've cracked the case on like how to get followers and how to get views. And this is what you're supposed to do. And, and this is the algorithm. And I figured it out. I honestly think there's just not like, there's just not a strategy. Like there's just not, it's just based on account. Like it's account by account basis if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and there is no one set strategy there's not one set algorithm there's not one set set of rules like people say post at three post at six okay and then you try that for 30 days and it doesn't work or people say oh post every single day for 30 days and here's all the topics or people say oh you should only post trending audios like there's all of these things all of these things and everybody does things differently and everybody does and listens to these rules and then they don't see the results so i i don't know i personally think it's just what's that saying like a crapshoot or whatever like it's just like a free-for-all but getting back to what we're talking about with engagement and followers and community what is your take on it like where do you stand with well the whole topic as a whole mm -hmm. well going off of what you were just kind of talking about and these accounts who are just sharing like you know how i grew like every other reel i see now is just this garbage of how i grew from 5000 to 50000 followers in 7 days or how i grew from this number to this number seven hacks to like get 100000 followers within a month and 
it's just so annoying because it just creates this idea that the only goal on Instagram is to grow your following number and to do it as quick as possible and just get that reel to go viral when, you know, we've kind of agreed that Mm. that's not the most important thing here. That's such a good point. I actually don't think I've thought of that. That's such a good, that's like a, like a snapping moment. Like I, I really do think that's such a good point because so many people think it's about going viral. So many people think it's about getting as many followers as quickly as possible. And you're so right. Every other reel you see is someone saying, I grew my account from this to this. But why? What's the intention of that? Like, what is the point of that? I guess, like, sure, brand deals to show that you have, like, 100,000 followers. But is that really a genuine connection to your community? Is that actually developing strong relationships? Or is that just putting a bunch of people to see your stuff that, yeah, sure, they might like it and they might view it, but does that mean they're actually, do they do they care? And are also, is there an ROI? Is there a return on investment for those people if, say, you are selling something or you're advertising something for a brand, like even just an awareness campaign? People can like it, but are they actually going out and buying it? I don't know. That's such a good point, though. Yeah, people want you to think that Kind of all you need to do is create some form of reel, you know, using a hook, using whatever strategies that they have to get that one reel to go viral. And then you're going to blow up to 70,000 or 30,000 or 50,000 followers or whatever. And then as soon as that happens and you get that number, all of these people are going to want to work with you and all of these deals are going to just start flooding in which sometimes you know it definitely can happen and having a larger number can definitely create more of an appeal for a potential client but if you have that one reel that goes viral how many of those followers are actually going to continue engaging with you how many of those followers are bots Mm -hmm. how many of those people are going to support you long term and then based on that So great, now you blew up to 50,000 followers, but if your engagement isn't going up with that number Mm -hmm. and you're still struggling to break like a couple hundred likes and X amount of comments, whatever it is, like sure, your following number is great, but if you don't have engagement that matches that and a strong community support who's going to actually want to see what you have to say and want to buy products that you're talking about that's kind of where it becomes complicated with brand deals Mm -hmm. and i think just because you have one good viral video doesn't mean all of your other videos are gonna be viral too say for example you have one viral video but all your other videos have 200 views or 2,000 views or whatever that means that you need to create more viral content basically to keep up with this idea that you might have to have these big fat numbers that are then going to make you look a certain way right and i think a lot of times that can happen and i think a lot of times it happens too when people change their niche or change 
their style of content in general and they get a viral video but then videos after that don't really go anywhere and then they're questioning why that's happening or they're questioning why they're not seeing more growth or more likes or more comments because sometimes what happens and I think it still happens is when you get a viral video people will follow you because they like that video but then you post another video and those same people might not see your content anymore in their feed so then you're not getting the same amount of likes and then they may have forgotten about your content because they just followed you for that one-off video and that's happened to us I think too I've looked at certain pages that like will come up on our feed and I'm like oh we follow them or like mm-hmm. we follow this page like I didn't I didn't realize we follow this page and I'll go back to the page and I'll go oh it was because of that one video and that's weird because now I'm seeing their more content from them but like two months later so it's like this really interesting like situation and I think I think I heard someone say that when you go viral there's like this exhaustion that also follows because you have this all this excitement that wow my video is blowing up and wow I'm getting all these followers and wow all these likes and comments and now you're trying to like keep up with those comments and with the dms and and then potentially brand deals but then you also have this pressure to now make even better content to keep up with the demand and that can be really exhausting and then it can also burn you out because you're losing out on like figuring out what content to even create that's going to be viral again and you know i've seen it too where people will post the same exact video and it doesn't blow up it doesn't go viral and then i've seen people where they post the exact same video and it goes completely viral again and it just shows me that in like instagram is truly a free-for-all like it really is like there is no like and people might argue this but i really don't think that there is like one fits all strategy it is all different per account because accounts are um acting differently and doing liking different things and some people are on at different times and all of that stuff so going back to what your like what your main point was what do you think like how do you think people can focus on being more intentional about creating that community and if they were to go viral how do they really nourish a community hmm. that's a good question i think it's tricky because i think part of the problem is people have an idea based off i guess what they see on instagram that your number of followers is directly like connected to your worth mm-hmm. so people think you know if they want to be good and successful they need to have this huge following and if they don't have that following, then they're not good enough. But that's often not really true. Like, especially if you're not only doing, like, the influencer stuff. Like, sure, if you're only focusing on being an influencer, I think, you know, following does matter more. Because your whole kind of strategy is to help a brand reach more people through your following. But if you're doing what we're doing, where we're, you know, we're doing UGC, we're helping other brands just you know we're creating content for them to post that has nothing to do with following so 
I think it can sometimes be like hurtful to someone when they think they need to have that big number to be able to even create good content when their content could be much better than someone with you know a huge following but then they're not even gonna like they're gonna think they're worthless because they don't have that big following number Mm -hmm. and one thing you mentioned that I'm having a thought about too is you know like often there's this thing where if you have less than 10,000 followers or less than 20,000 followers like we don't want to talk to you like brand brands specifically don't want to like basically deal with you or talk to you or work with you because you have a small number of followers but and we can like side note this because this isn't really focused on talking about like our worth but we'll go back to that if someone has 300 followers But all of those 300 followers are in their DMs and commenting and engaging. How is that any different than someone that has, say, 10,000 followers that gets 300 comments or 300 likes, 100 comments, and is in like a few of them are in their DMs? How is that any different? And so I think there needs to be a way that brands are looking just outside of the scope of how many followers does this person have? Because sure, before, like a couple years ago, yeah, definitely. Followers mattered because you could um, equal followers to loyal community because the engagement rates were higher. The, um, the averages were different. The algorithm was different. People would actually see your content in the feeds. Paid advertising wasn't as big. It was mostly organic reach, especially like back in 2016 when I I had my own business back then before we even started, like before I even knew Mike. Um, paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram was just like becoming a thing. Like people were just doing organic content and I was seeing so many people liking and sharing and following just on organic like organic reach was insane like it it was crazy there was no need to pay for ads but now it's obviously changed so much so how can like how is it how is it that brands are so particular about the following when you actually can have 300 followers and every single one of those people could be so into your stuff and buy the products and you know, show, you can show evidence. And side note to that, the person with 300 followers can make, could be making way better content than the person that has 10,000 followers. You know, like how do we get out of this box of just like the first thing we're going to look at is the following, you know, and people might argue and say, well, that's not true. We don't just look at following, but that is a huge contributing factor. And I've sent I've sent hundreds of emails, okay, hundreds. And a lot of the feedback that people have given us or especially when we were focused solely on influencer marketing, so this would have been within the last three years, not just us doing content creation and UGC stuff. Within the last three years, people have solely said, your following is not big enough. They didn't look at our content. They didn't look at our website. They didn't look at our engagement rate. They didn't look at loyal community. They looked solely at the following. Mm-hmm. And like, why do you think so many people like are by bots or so many people do these programs to add followers that are very irrelevant because brand that's what brands want. 
So how do we get out of this box of like being so obsessed with this follower number mm-hmm. when engagement rate and likes and comments and DMs and and then you know looking at the content itself like that's a huge thing if someone's making like a very you know unappetizing video on their iPhone versus someone that's making camera content you know high quality camera content that's really good and has a good storyline and has you know effects or music or whatever how can we say that that content is not as valuable as someone that say is making you know junky content with 10,000 followers right yeah and I think that happens so often and yeah we do get those emails that say you know you need to have at least 10,000 25,000 50,000 to work with us to like even get a chance to show you know what you're worth Mm -hmm. which is just just so bizarre to me because again I don't think following directly correlates with I guess the quality of work Mm -hmm. like there's so many accounts that I that we follow that people we know who have less than 10,000 followers like three four five thousand followers who are getting like three four hundred likes a post getting two three hundred comments per post like it's just wild like the amount of support that some of these pages get because they're solely focusing on making friends and building connection and engaging with others and building other people up again it's about collaboration it's not competition like we're not out here to only try to get ourselves like how can we get more engagements for ourselves like it's how can we help others build their pages and give them engagement how can we interact with more people throughout the day and i guess connect with more people and i guess this kind of like ties back to how like you asked how do you kind of nourish that community Mm -hmm. and i think like this is what we need to be focusing on and what most people should be focusing on is building that community engaging with others getting in comments getting in stories and dms making friends building deeper connections not just trying to get like mindless followers who aren't really gonna add any value Mm -hmm. at the end of the day but i do think it's very tricky to i guess nourish your following when you do get that one reel that blows up now you have 40,000 followers like how do you nourish that how do you now go from you know your small little I guess community of 3,000 5 10,000 whatever it is who you're pretty strongly connecting with now you have 30,000 new people to try to I guess work around like how I don't know if I have an answer to how to nourish that Mm -hmm. and I think that's where people do get that kind of burnout Burnout, exhaustion exactly like you get this huge influx in followers and then you get discouraged and you don't even know what to do anymore because you know but i think you know yes and no i think it's like when a mom and pop shop you know they're like very you know um slower slower pace and they have their neighbors that come in and people know them 
and then maybe they like get on the news for something and now everyone's going to them they're going to treat those people exactly the same as the neighbors that come in every day and say hello it's mm-hmm. like you know and that's i think the, the the key is that you can't change like when you go viral just because you now have 30,000 followers. And I've seen this. I've seen this so many times, especially recently with so many pages I've seen going viral or like um, going over 10,000 followers. And I've, yeah, I think people change. And maybe it's for good, maybe it's for bad. I'm not sure. But I do see that there's an instant change on how they show up, how they... um, are like being present with their page and you know sometimes I think it goes to people's like heads a little bit and they think well I've made it now so I don't need to try as hard or oh I've made it now so I'm just gonna share like a couple things or oh I've made it now now I'm not gonna like care at all and I think that's fine you know you've hit your milestone and now you're finished but if you're using you know social media as a career as a job as an opportunity to make some extra money or just to create um you know there's so many people that we know that just go on on the platform to show their art to show their photography which is so cool i love that so if you're if you're doing that but then you get over 10,000 followers or get over 50,000 followers or whatever the case is, that doesn't give you the right to now be kind of bratty. If this is the way, like if this is still, if this is what you're passionate about and this is what you love, I think people, once they get over 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 followers, they are trying to reach an expectation that isn't even there Mm. and now they feel like they need to fulfill some kind of expectation that then stops them from creating then then stops them from showing up and then stops them from being intentional about their community and i think it kind of just goes to people's heads i think sometimes i'm not saying all cases like if you're triggered by this my apologies i'm not trying to like get anyone upset i'm just telling you what I've seen and I've seen such a drop off of personal personal engagement personal sharing personal like I don't know in like in stories in dms in comments and maybe it's overwhelming maybe we have no idea because we haven't gotten there so we don't know what it's like but I think It doesn't have to be hard if you are, or maybe it will still be a little bit hard to kind of weave through the, you know, uproar of comments, the like, now you have hundreds of comments you have to go through. Sure, that's going to be really hard. But I don't think sticking to who you are and showing up as who you are as you were before is any different Mm -hmm. and i think that's number one i think you cannot change when you go viral and look at celebrities look at people who go from bottom of the barrel movies and then become like a-list celebrities 
and they completely change or they get into drugs or alcohol because they just can't handle it. I think that's what happens sometimes with Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like people become like somewhat famous in a way that even when you become, have 100,000 followers, like people would think you're famous, you know, especially if you are from a small community. And I think it can kind of like go to our heads as humans, you know? Yeah, so I think kind of moral of the story is don't change who you are, but also don't change what you're doing through the platform. Like you still want to... I guess share originally what you're sharing, like share what's making you happy, share Absolutely. what your business is about. Say, say we have a, a food post that we do and that's the post that goes viral. Some people might say it happens to someone and then now they might think all they can post now is food stuff mm. because that's what's going to connect with that group of people. And now they're going to burn out because they're only doing food stuff and maybe they want to be posting these other things like on our page we're posting food we're posting travel we're posting tips we're like we've kind of i guess broken through this you need to be in one niche thing that's super popular right now and maybe it's popular because it does work and i think if you are you know super tight in a niche that can be beneficial but we create for tourism brands and we create for food brands and we create for lifestyle brands and we do all this stuff and we're not going to not share parts of what we do just so that we can I guess fit ourselves into a box or maybe like perform better or grow more do you know what I'm kind of saying totally know what you mean like I think people just need to show up as they were before and after and in between and stick to what their original like intention of being on the app is like if you were posting food content and that's what you love to post 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 food post food content like just because you've gone viral doesn't mean you need to like now do what everybody else is doing and it doesn't mean you need to like now like stop I don't know, showing up the way that you were before. Like, don't let the fame change you. That's, I guess, my moral of the story. Like, that's kind of what I was trying to get at before. Like, don't let the fame change you because it will try to. And you will feel, I think, imposter syndrome. You will compare yourself. And you're going to compare yourself at 5,000 followers and you're going to compare yourself at 30,000 followers. Like, there's always going to be this, like, a level up situation of like how can I get more how can I do this better how can I like and I think at the end of the day you just need to like stick to your intention of what it is that you're doing on the app and I think it's important like if you're taking the app seriously or any platform for that matter if it's TikTok or Facebook or whatever podcast newsletters have a strategy have a plan have content pillars like don't just like and I guess some people do this and they get successful. So that's great. And if that's you, fantastic. But if you want to be like kind of organized and kind of protect yourself from going off the rails once something goes viral, I think having a strategy and a plan in place to like 
come back to and be like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What am I posting? What's our plan? What's our like content pillars? Like, why am I getting off track here? Why am I trying to be something that I'm not, or I'm trying to be something that everyone thinks I need to be. And I think that's so important. And so don't let the fame change you. I think that's a huge thing. And to keep your community, just keep being you and show up the best you can. I mean, if you get thousands of comments and you can only, you know, get to 200, well, you did your best. Do your best and that's all you can do. And, um, but I do think it's important to continue developing community. If that means posting less, that's fine. I don't think you need to post more um, because I think, Um, really nurturing community is more important than trying to post more and then just get more followers and now you're like totally backlogged and get to know people get to know what people are interested in and why they're following you and um, answer their questions and um, ask them for their advice ask them for their suggestions I mean we can really learn from each other as humanity and like come together and really like work together especially like certain industries or certain niches So that's really important. Yeah, I think also specifically to any other business owners out there, whether it's photography, videography, or just literally any business, I guess just remember that your following number isn't the end-all, be-all. It doesn't directly show any level of success. You can be super successful with any number of following, and you just need to get out there and network with you know the people that you want to work with and like there's so many brands out there that you can work with who don't care about your following and just want to see the quality of your work and I think that's an amazing thing and if you're also listening and again you just want to post a post and just like sharing your photography or sharing your videos or sharing your art Like, just do that. You don't have to make money off the app. We don't have to make money off of every creative avenue or really anything um, that we enjoy doing. Like, there's this crazy notion that makes us feel like now we have to turn everything into a business and you absolutely do not have to do that. You can just be on Instagram to, like, learn and um, meet people and connect and have that community Mm -hmm. aspect. And that's totally fine. When it comes to... A good way to see if a brand's or like a personal brand I should say has a good representation of a loyal community and is worthwhile investing in to do say like influencer marketing or whatever do you think that real views is a good way to measure that hmm it's tricky because I think like having like if you look at reels and look at like someone's last nine reels per se like if all of those reels have a consistent number even if it's not a huge number if you're showing like consistency i think that shows Mm. that kind of connects with community because that clearly shows that you're connecting with this many people on average and you're kind of staying there and you might have that one reel that pops off a bit more to non-followers and you get more views on that and some more engagement but if you look at someone's last nine reels and every reel has like between 1800 and 2500 views and each one is getting almost the same amount of likes and almost the same amount of comments like that shows that like 
those 2,000 people or those 100 people or 200 people that are commenting, they're, you know, strongly kind of invested in this person. Mm. And I think that's beneficial. Mm, That's a good point. So consistency over... um, High numbers. Right. Or like just consistency in general. Obviously, because there are some people that we know who are consistently getting 80,000 views, consistently getting 150,000 views. And that's amazing. Like clearly they have built a really strong community. What they're posting just hits with their community strong every time. Mm -hmm. And they've built a consistency. Mm -hmm. And you know, the person that I'm thinking of that gets those numbers, their niche is so tight. Like, they are posting the exact same thing every single time, and people know what to expect. And I think that can be one strategy Mm -hmm. or one reason why an account would get that consistency. But again, I do think it's account by account basis because everyone, like, reacts differently to... Yeah, anyway, I'm going to get off on a tangent. So I think that's a great point. Consistency is a really good measurement in views and also in likes and comments and saves and shares and all that stuff. I think that's super important to look at that consistency. But also that doesn't mean sales or ROI. So I think Mm -hmm. that's also important too. Just because somebody's getting 50,000 views on a video doesn't mean people are going out and buying that product. Um, Doesn't mean people are going to follow that page doesn't mean people are going out to use that affiliate code um so i think it's hard to always go by those numbers especially if a product that they're talking about is sold in stores it's really hard to look at the roi of that potential campaign because people could go into walmart and buy that product and you would never know that they bought it because of that particular reel you know So a lot of stuff is very arbitrary, I feel like. A lot of numbers, a lot of like measuring is very arbitrary. And that's why I stay, I stay out of the insights and the analytics, it just drives me crazy. So account reach, talk to me about this. I always get this confused with like impressions. Yeah, it's tricky with impressions and reach. I feel like they're very similar in a sense. I guess most people just look for reach Mm. specifically. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that means how, like how many people have seen your content, but not necessarily liked it. Right. Okay. Right. So someone could see the same thing. So it's the same with like a website. You have unique viewers who are individual people, whereas then total views can be larger because the same person could be going to that post multiple times right okay so reach is probably the most accurate accurate because it's the number number of of people people correct okay that's confusing but not really now that i understand it but i could see that being confusing right and reach is kind of like a difficult thing these days because a lot of people are having trouble with non-follower reach because instagram has changed so much that now especially with photo posts i mean not for everyone like i'm speaking i guess based on our numbers is our posts are mainly just being pushed out to followers Mm -hmm. and but then reels i guess are being pushed out a bit more to non-followers right 
So photos are basically for your followers. I don't think necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think in our experience, that's how our page is performing. Other people could be totally different. But I do think reach is a great way to kind of, I guess, show. Like it is a good, I guess. Measurement? Measurement. Okay. Because. I'm trying to read your mind here and I'm really struggling. Like I think what you're trying to say is it's arbitrary and Instagram is just a free for all. <laughs> like I've been trying to say. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but it's hard too because like someone could see it, but that doesn't mean anything. Like it really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that it's part of your community. It doesn't mean that like they just passed by it. It's like a billboard. Like just because somebody's passed a billboard doesn't mean they're they're interacting with it or they're gonna go buy that product. So like, what's the? So maybe reach is not a good measurement. Maybe reach isn't a good measurement because it is again arbitrary. It's not necessarily getting people to follow you. It's not necessary. Just because someone's seeing your content doesn't mean they care about it. If they cared about it, they'd follow you. Mm-hmm. If they cared about it, they like it or they'd save it or they'd share it or they comment on it. It's like, but it's exactly like a billboard. You could drive by a billboard every single day for 365 days and not care about whatever that billboard says. You might even not read that billboard or you might read it every single day and still be like, nope, not buying it. Nope, don't care about it. Like mm-hmm. you could be there for five years driving by and really just like not care at all about that billboard sure you're seeing it but like what is it going to take seven years to eventually like use that billboard to then buy something like is that even worth it like our bill our billboards even like a thing i (laughs) no but seriously like reach i think is kind of like a, a billboard analogy and i think unless you're like mcdonald's or like it's an awareness situation where you're just trying to get something in front of people's eyes sure reach could be a good measurement like everybody goes to mcdonald's and it's just that little reminder that they have like chicken nuggets or whatever somebody's craving to then go to the drive-thru same with tim hortons like anytime you see a billboard that says tim hortons you think about when's the last time you've been to tim hortons what could you order at tim hortons it's like because it's been so ingrained in our brains right that's the only time i think a billboard works and it doesn't really work for us because we don't really eat there so but for the average person do you know what i mean totally i think so going off that i think that reach if we want to use it as a measurement should be measured along with the engagement rate because again it goes back like because you can have 90,000 followers and then maybe your post reaches 50,000 people but you're still only getting you know the two percent engagement rate whereas someone Mm, who has mm -hmm. 7,000 followers might get 3,000 reach on their post but then their engagement rate's 30%. And is that not just as valuable right. as the other? Even though the reach number is smaller, but the engagement rate is much higher, which is more valuable. Unless, I guess, it's for like those like top-tier brands that everybody already knows about that just needs a little nudge in awareness totally if it's an awareness campaign i think reach is huge Mm -hmm. of course 
But then reach is also something you can buy. Yeah, we could put $100 on our post. And it can and get that reach, reach up to 400000 Right. those people it's reaching might not be engaging. They might not be... Right. You know, investing mm-hmm. in that or buying that or... Again, you could have a lot of reach and not really gain anything from it mm-hmm. if you don't have a community backing you up. Mm. Such an interesting topic. And I feel like at the end of the day, it's just like, just do you, I guess. You could look at the science, the psychology of marketing. All of that really does matter. And I think getting down to a niche and like kind of figuring that all out does matter but and like sure numbers don't lie but what's more important 500 really loyal community focused like basically friends that like care about your content and that are going to engage and ask questions and like be in your DMs, like... And trust you. And trust you. And totally. trust your opinion on a product, then want to go buy it. Definitely. Verse just getting, like, 30,000 views on something. Like, how do you measure that? It's crazy. Marketing is just, like... I think, yeah, I guess the whole, the whole point is that you kind of need to look beyond just the following number like there's a lot of different things you kind of need to look at and you should be considering like a combination of everything Mm -hmm. like i don't think brands should just be seeing someone with a high following just say yep we're gonna work with them without doing any deeper of a dive Mm -hmm. i guess and also meeting people like getting on a video call and and having an interaction with someone and learning why they want to work with that brand and why Mm. they're excited about it and why they're passionate about it um is so important because we've we've had that happen totally a brand has said oh you know we're looking to work with someone who has a higher following usually we only work with people who have at least twenty five thousand followers and then we'll ask a few more questions and then say, you know, let's like chat about this farther. And then we hopped on a call with this client, made a great impression, connected a bit more, and then we got the job. Mm-hmm. So, and we got a different job than we even expected. So it's totally. like you never know what could come out of it when just talking on the phone with someone or talking on video chat. And I think that goes for both client and for the business or the content creator or the influencer and it really can help understand who you're working with and what the vision is what the values are um, if it's a good fit and i think brands need to take like the additional steps to really get to know the people that they're working with and i think they'd probably be surprised by you know working with the smaller accounts and i say that in quotations like i say that like you know in a way that's i'm not saying like because i don't really think there's smaller accounts i just think numbers are kind of dumb in my opinion but anyway so i think it's important to take that extra time and get to know the people that you're working with because people with certain accounts have different personalities have different impressions have different um creative um 
creative ideas and storytelling. And like, I think one of our really um, cool benefits of working with us is that we do have really good storytelling um, skills and we're able to really create start to finish ideas that, you know, really help the brand tell us, tell, you know, a story. I, I guess I'm saying story too many times, but, and I think that's important. I think there's too many emails being sent with people saying, no, not at this time, but then people aren't giving people the time of day to even get to know them and hear their ideas. And maybe it's just because there's like a crazy amount of emails coming in. But at the same time, I think so many ideas could be shared and so many like cool concepts could be like executed if we just like hopped on a phone call with people, you know? Anyway. That's I'm, a thing in the past. What? Sometimes. Well, yeah. Phone calls with people. Yeah. Or just like letting people kind of like give more details or like share a proposal or share, you know, and I'm not saying that for everything. I'm just saying that in some, you know, instances, but yeah. Anywho, moving on. Another thing that is a good like measurement or metric is also um, website links, podcast listens, website views, um, link clicks in general so if it's not necessarily going to your website but it's going to say like an affiliate website or it's going to like a sign up page or newsletter um newsletter open rates i think are really important too because that's a direct message to somebody if you have if you have somebody um like a content creator business owner influencer whatever that has a newsletter that has a really good email open newsletter open rate that is so powerful because that is in the viewer's eyes right away they're not having to scroll to find that person it's in their inbox and they're reading it and they're absorbing it and then they're potentially clicking a link they're looking at an image right away they might be going to a video it might be leading them to a social media page like there's a lot of ways you can leverage um, email marketing and I think that's also so crucial like if someone has a newsletter you can you can really you know take advantage of that as someone with a that's a business owner or influencer or content creator and then lastly, one of our like last points here was sales and looking at, you know, who's working with that person, what other brands are working with that person. If other brands are working with that person, clearly they have a good reputation. Clearly they're able to um, deliver the assets that you're looking for and looking at reviews too. I mean, if this is like a serious business or agency or content creator that, you know, is registered and has like a Google page or even a website and you can look at testimonies, you can look at reviews. That's such a good way to measure if someone is wor worth working with because you're getting, you know, someone's feedback and opinion that's paid money um, to work with this person and openly share their honest opinion of how that went and then looking at that person's portfolio like just because they might not have those photos on their own personal Instagram page or their business Instagram page doesn't mean that they don't have a portfolio that can lay out all of those all of that imagery um, I think that's also a really great way to see if this somebody's worth working with for sure 
I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, and no, I think you kind of nailed it. Like, you could not even have an Instagram account and be super successful just through your website, just through your portfolio, just, yeah, I guess building your portfolio through working with these brands, getting reviews, and just building off that. Like, you, yeah, Instagram's just one avenue avenue to maybe reaching some brands having some success but it's not the like only way totally unless you're like specifically focused on influencer marketing of course then fine but i mean what's to say that you couldn't like just be a blogger and be really good at seo and maybe just be on facebook or just on tiktok or on pinterest i know like pinterest is like still such a popular platform that people love and you know you can get a lot of website traffic from your pinterest so i think there's so many other ways that people can work with creators and not just hone in and um kind of fixate on this following number that the industry has really like drilled into our minds that that is the end all Um, And I think that's kind of the conclusion to this whole episode is that our worth and our content and our vision and our storytelling and our creativity is really not based on our following. Sure, it might help to get some brand deals. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But that doesn't mean that you're less creative or even more creative just because you have a higher following. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there making not so great content that has, you know, a really big, a really big following and that's fine. But yeah, I, I, I think that's like kind of moral of the story of the greater picture of this podcast episode. And then also if you're a brand listening to this episode, Um, just encouraging you to look outside of the following number and um, giving other creators a chance who are making some really great content, who have a loyal community, who have maybe other platforms that they can leverage, um, who are also providing, you know, licensing for their content that you can um, leverage as well, who are willing to, um, you know, allow you to repost on your social channels, who are willing to collaborate with you on your social channels, who are willing to provide content for your website. You know, the list goes on on how you could work with the creator. So just give those people a chance. Don't think that if someone has 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers, people wouldn't be able to do a good job for you. I think giving those people a chance, you might, might be surprised. And sure, there's those occurrences where you might be disappointed or just like it wasn't a good a good situation. But that doesn't mean it was because that creator had so many followers. It might have just been because of that specific creator so don't be scared to just give people a chance and also hop on the phone with people get on video chat get to know people and 
um, learn why that person wants to work with you and let them tell you face to face because you'll be able to see their passion and how they light up when they talk about your product or your business or your service or how they don't light up talking about your product or service. Um, that can happen too. And that can be a really, you know, bread flag to why you might not want to work with that person. And that's can be really helpful too. Um, because someone might have a great Instagram page and a great website and a great portfolio, but you know, might not know much about your brand and might not be excited to talk about it. And when you get on video chat with them, it shows clearly right out to you and that's fine. You know, no thank you and move on to the next person. That's cool too. Lastly, the thing that we always like to think about is how we can serve others and how we're serving our community, how we're serving our our clients, how we're serving um, potential clients, how we're serving people that know nothing about us, and how we can use our content to serve others. So it's not just about us and what we want to post. And as much as we like still enjoy posting what you know we want to post like there's always going to be an interest in what we're posting for ourselves but we do try to be helpful or motivational or encouraging or um you know provide a recipe that's really easy for others so that they can benefit and have a reason to want to you know follow along um because if you're not really providing any value to people they're not going to really want to care about what you're posting. Um, and sure, there are those pages that are more like artsy or more like um, cinematic. And those pages aren't really necessarily providing any value, I guess, entertainment. And that's fine. But I think if you are like doing food or, you know, camping or whatever, it's great to provide value so people can interact with your content and then also encourage others to share their opinions and their experiences and feel like their thoughts are welcome as well. We do want to hear what you have to say on this subject and this topic and what your opinion is because this is just, I guess, our opinion based on our experience and our observations and that doesn't mean it's the only... It's not the only way. Not the only way, yeah. Like everyone has their own experience and opinion and we're not trying to disregard anyone else or what they do um well if you want to um share what you think feel free to email us email is info at sierraandmike.com you can also um send us a dm on instagram or message us through facebook and um, let us know and if you enjoyed this podcast episode feel free to subscribe follow give us a review you know the drill and um yeah tune in next time and maybe mike will be here with us maybe he won't it will be surprise i guess nobody knows nobody knows except mike (laughs) all right bye